Hey, this is Lexi. This is Ari. And you're listening to Hotel Earth. We're back. We're back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is like full summer in Italy. I am actually dying. I don't know if Lexi, Lexi can see. I'm like, I'm super tan, but I'm also just like in very minimal clothing at the moment. I apologize. I know she, she likes seeing me naked, but <laughs> that, the escalation. So we just discovered that apparently in the last episode, there was a demon like sound in my audio, which is super fun. And not even just occasionally a demon sound. Because I I do most of the audio editing for the podcast. It's the entire episode. There is a man speaking in the background of Ari's audio. And I can, you know, pretty much guarantee that there's no man in my apartment ever <laughs> as much as I would like there to be. I'm thinking, you know, if anyone remembers from season one when I told you guys that like R- Russian spies were talking, trying to communicate to me in my headphones, I'm yep. thinking that's what it is. I think, I think you're right. I think they've hijacked the microphone now so it's quite look, sketch i the thing is i understand like i'm a super hot commodity and i also understand that i'm really smart and like i would be really useful in all kinds of espionage situations like i get that first of all i'm incredibly good looking like i'd be a really good caveat um, like no one would suspect me of doing some evil shit it's so, like i get it yo like it's cool um all i all i all i will actually say right now is like Look, we're trying to like educate people about environmental and societal issues. So if you could just pause the demon sound until after we're done recording, that'd be so great. If not, like I get it. It's cool. Just just a request from me to you. You know, you should honestly just give the Pope a call since y'all are like neighbors and ask him if he could just uh, give you some holy water and maybe have him say a couple Hail Marys over you. I think that would probably solve the problem. Anyways. I owe Lexi a random question. So, yes, Lexi, my random question to you is, if you could choose to spend one day as either the opposite sex or an animal of your choice, what would you choose and why? I'd be Milo for a day. I I just knew she was, I just knew she was going to say that. She could have chosen anything. She could have chosen to be a bald eagle. She could have been a. She could have been something that flies. She could have been something super small. Like I need to know how places. much she, she understands. Chose Milo. She chose to be the dog that follows her around and literally lives for her. No, it's genuinely. I, I need to know how much of what I say he understands. I would I would genuinely use that 24 hours to do as much recon as possible and then bring it back to the human world so that we can better understand our four-legged friends. And I would also use that time to figure out how much he can understand of like other species, like what kind of crossover True. is there. Yeah, yeah, and if dogs actually do have a communication style and what that is. Yeah. Also, I think it would just be just worth saying that Milo is certainly more advanced than other dogs. As in, he he's advanced enough to have attitudes about things, which means... He has opinions on things, Yeah, for he sure. literally has opinions. 
what all I'm trying to say here is that if when if you lived in Milo's body for a day, I don't think you'd really get the full grasp of what it's like to be a dog. You would just understand what it's like to be your dog because he's quite different than the others. That is very fair. It'd still be good. It would still be good research nonetheless. So anyway, thank you, Lexi, for that answer. I can't say I would choose the same thing, but, you know, to each our own. I respect that. I respect that. I do think that there would be good insight to gather from being in the opposite sex's mind as well. I would I would literally, I would jump on that opportunity to live inside a man's body for a day. That'd be so much fun. Like, oh, that'd be so much fun. I think I'm more curious about the thought processes more than anything. Like, how do they compartmentalize? I'm more curious about how the male brain actually works. Because yeah. I know that for the most part, it's like cycling through like, I don't know, more or less four thoughts. I think you'd have to like select which male, like, would it be the male version of yourself or would it be a male? I think I want to pick the, the the person specifically that I'd want to no, yeah, I, I think I'd of. pick the human specifically, but I, I actually do think I'd want to pick like your average Joe just because I want to know like on a base standard, like what it's like to be a dude. All right. So um, if there's any actually, average though, Joes out there would like to give us their day-to-day perspective on actually, life. Too, I'm more interested, frankly, in the psychology of a really, really hot man. I mean, I, the... the uh, the people listening to this podcast must think I'm the most self-centered human on the planet. I it's literally all, say half of this. It's literally all for, for comedic and giggles. It's all for comedic relief. Like, I please do not Ari, take me seriously. I like to try out different bits at work. Ari likes to try out different bits on the podcast. Yeah, I do. That's I'm pretty, I've, I'm pretty I've ballsy on the podcast. So sorry if anyone here actually doesn't know me personally, which a lot of you probably don't. So anyways, I'm not actually that much of a bitch or self-centered, but... It is what it is. But, you know, um, there are some people that just don't realize that uh, people can have these various opinions and maybe even change their minds about things. And part of that actually is our topic of conversation today. What we're talking about today. Exactly, Lexi. Thank you. Lexi is the queen of segues. So listen, guys. I, I try. In season one, I don't know if you guys remember, we put out an episode. Episode five. Thank you. Episode five of season one, debunking common climate change myths. And that one was one of our biggest hits. Like so Still many is. people love that one. Still is. It's definitely in our top 10 most listened. Like that was just a killer episode. And I have to be honest, it was a lot of fun. I thought to expand upon this idea because there's another issue related to climate change myths that like people don't actually talk about too much. Right. And that is what the fuck do you do when you're talking with someone who's a flat-out climate change denier like how do you react how do you communicate with them what do you do and i think this is such an important topic more more important than we think it is because you're gonna come into so many instances as someone especially if you're a hotel earth resident as someone who's relatively educated about the environmental crisis you're gonna come into you're gonna you're gonna meet you're gonna come across a lot of conversations with people that don't believe in climate change and they have their reasons all of them are wrong but they have their reasons (laughs) and you are going to be put in a position where you have to figure out how am I going to communicate with this person effectively to try to get a point across and Lexi and I both agree this is an extremely important episode topic that we think a lot of people could get a lot of value out of so Absolutely. Because I wish I had this conversation. I wish I would have had this episode to guide my conversations, especially when I was younger. 
Yes. The 2016 elections was particularly rough for me because I was a sophomore in college in my in my second year of school. um, But in my first year of like really getting into my major courses, which Mm -hmm. if you live under a rock or this is the first podcast that you're episode you're listening to of the podcast. Ari and I both studied environmental science and policy. So I was pretty well versed in the nuts and bolts or the nuts and potatoes of, you know, climate science. And as the 2016 elections were happening, I had a lot of people in my life that I care a lot about to this day who were climate change deniers. And it was very difficult to navigate those conversations. And I really wish I had this perspective prior to that happening in my life. I think it would have made a lot of conversations much easier. I wholeheartedly agree. I really wish I had two really cool, you know, well-educated girls (laughs) to sit here and tell me how I should have handled these conversations because Lord knows I have seriously mishandled many of these conversations, like Lexi said, especially when I was like in peak point of school, taking all these courses and like I thought I knew everything and I wouldn't even have it. I wouldn't even fucking hear the other side. I was like, you guys are wrong. I don't want to hear it. Like, and I would actually get so angry talking, like talking to these people. And it was just so ineffective the way I would communicate my point, which was always right, (laughs) but the way I'd communicate it was really wrong. And it was not effective. And Lexi and I together have been put in many of these conversations. And we've seen each other um, in action yeah. in these situations. I can I can literally recount so many times when her and I were put in the situation. Like, I mean, we were in Tampa, Florida. There were definitely a lot of climate change deniers. So, and I also, in college, I worked at a country club, a golf club. So, ipso facto. There's a lot of really, really rich dudes who invested in oil and pretended not to believe in climate change, and they would argue with me, okay? It happened all the time. And there are also some really educated people, like highly educated people that don't believe in climate change. This leads me to my point is that, you know, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but you can't just assume everyone you're talking to who doesn't believe in climate change is stupid or ignorant certainly not the case you a lot of times you're talking to very educated people and they just don't believe in it and you have to learn how to communicate with them or learn how to walk away walk away um but i just want to revisit a quick donald trump quote from 2015 before we get into this episode which may even be in my opinion, one of the 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 like rebirths of this kind of like climate change denial movement that's kind of happened in more recent history. I would say it gave it more power. Yeah. This, okay. Because this it's was always the empower- Yeah. This is like something that gave it more empowerment. Exactly. This was like the the levy that the climate change deniers needed to like get themselves more visible. Anyway, Donald Trump quoted in 2015, December 30th, 2015, to be exact. So, oh my God, Obama is uh, talking about, that's actually really bad. I sound like the godfather. Okay, let's like, <laughs> let's restart. So Obama's talking about all of this with global warming and that it's a lot of, it's a hoax. I mean, it's a money-making industry, okay? It's a hoax. It's quotes like these from people in positions of power, like Donald Trump, 
that are so damaging to climate change as even just an idea because people tend to trust individuals in these positions of power, which is why we bring up this quote. As silly as it sounds, that quote for so many people was their permission to deny climate science and perpetuate false information about climate change. Yep, and um, the I couldn't agree more. Another reason we bring this up is because I think it's a really good example of something that a lot of people, climate change deniers, will will say. It's like it's it's a it's a claim with hardly any evidence. And I want to bring it up because I want to prove like how you can literally just dissect this to and and show, you know, the person you're talking to where they need to be inputting evidential data or some kind of like potatoes, if you will, to support their meat, to support their evidence, to support their nuts. It literally says, so Obama is talking about all of this with global warming and that it's a lot of, it's a hoax. I mean, it's a money-making industry. Okay. It's a hoax. Okay. So that's his opinion. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Um, Here, I would just like to point out, he has provided no stats or anything for proving that it's a hoax. He's just claiming it. He blames Obama for talking about global warming, and then he just goes to say it's a hoax, it's a money-making scheme. He provides no evidence to prove it's a money-making scheme or a hoax, and he just gets, like, you know, frustrated with Obama that he's talking about global warming, but there are literally, there's nothing to support this argument. So, you can make your claim, please. I'm, I'm always open for a good debate, but like, where's, I just need data and I need something to back it up. What do we go off of there? Besides you yeah, just saying there's nothing words. to go off of. And this is why Lexi said this is so dangerous is because, unfortunately, this is a very controversial um, comment that Donald Trump made. And controversy in our day and age, you know, makes news. It's a controversial topic. It's super bipartisan and it's going to make news. It's going to make headlines because it causes people to either go in uproar or immediately agree and fuel the notions they have always had um so it it, it's gonna trend right away and of course donald trump knew that when he said that of course like i mean this is why politicians make claims like this is because they know they're gonna make headlines so i just I, i included this because it's dangerous there's these kinds of claims are dangerous and made by politicians or people in power like lexi said is the most kind of dangerous ever because then people will follow it and use it as fuel to uh, for something that has no that does not hold water right an argument that does not hold water but secondly i i just want to say like when you hear claims like this it's really important to pause and just acknowledge okay did i hear evidence did i hear anything before you go before you continue because so i hear something like that i don't hear any evidence i don't hear anything any kind of data numbers anything to back up any of the claims he's making, which is that it's a hoax and it's a money-making industry, which again, if you've heard... I encourage you to go listen to episode five because we debunk both of those. We did debunk both of those claims. More than that, I want to point out, it's really important that we don't get angry at people, at the Karens or whoever, who are listening to this shit, reading them on Facebook because they have nothing else to do, and just like getting caught up in these conspiracies... Um, we, we don't want to get mad at them. We want to get into a healthy, nice conversation with them. Now, I know a lot of listeners are laughing at me, the ones who know me, because I have trouble keeping my cool with shit like this. I'm not saying you should follow my example. I'm saying you should follow what I say, my advice. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. 
these kinds of comments are exactly what you're going to hear all the time as a some as someone who's edu you know um, educated about environmental issues and is talking to a climate change now you're going to hear shit like that but you're also going to hear other stuff that sounds super educated super super backed up and you're going to need to know how to respond ari's right a lot of people that especially people that are getting their information from social media right um they're they're going off of what they see posted and circulated and some people will even use, well, back in my day, we didn't have to worry about climate change. Like, why all of a sudden is it now an issue? And to their point, I will say a couple of things. First of all, we didn't have a lot of um, climate science to back up the trends we were seeing until the 70s and 80s. But climate issues are not new. And it's very possible that the research and updates that have happened happened after a time when that person was in a space to be learning about it, right? A lot of things that we learn about, we learn in school. And if you're out of school, you might not be exposed to those updates in science, which science is constantly changing, fair. However, climate science is not changing to say that climate change is not happening. Mm -hmm. The other aspect to point out and to keep in mind for all of us is that Social media and even our social circles in the real life are bubbles. People that are like Ari and myself, we exist kind of in a vacuum, you know, like I can name more people that believe in climate science than people that don't because I happen to spend more time in those kinds of spaces. But those people that um, don't maybe believe in climate change or are skeptical because this conversation is not for people that are just outright deniers it's also for people that maybe are on the fence yeah or don't even hold an opinion like they don't really care they don't think that they should care one way or the other so it's important to keep in mind that people are what they consume and if their constant consumption is not backing up or even talking about climate science they just might not know and this is an opportunity to have that healthy conversation or not because it's also very at the beginning of the episode, let's just make it very clear. You do not always need to engage with people that do not want to believe in climate change. Yep. You have to know when to step away. This this is the most important thing, in my opinion. Like, don't always feel like you need to get into these debates. If you feel like you're, you know, if you feel like you want to, if you feel like you have the evidence, or if you're just feeling like in an educational mood, then by all means, please. But it's also, we're not here to say that every single time you hear someone deny climate change that you need to engage. Like, right. you don't need to be a martyr. Like, if you're not in the nope. mood to deal with that shit, like, then just don't. Right. It, these are hard conversations to have. Like, let's be honest. Like, Lexi and I have been in these conversations a million times, and they're hard. You know, sometimes people leave in tears. Like, this is not fun shit, okay? And I totally agree that we, no matter what circle you're running in, you are living in a bubble. Like, it is very mm -hmm. hard to step out of your... I don't know, the constant circulation of like news and things that you're constantly getting right. because, you know, these algorithms know you so well and they are giving you the shit that they know you want to read. Even your Google searches are going to change based on what your history is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's everything, guys. Don't think mm -hmm. that there's any like non-bias in your life. It's everywhere. Um, so that's why conversations like these are actually so important because you're not talking to an algorithm, you're talking to a person and they are feeding other, they're getting information from other algorithms. And that's why this is how we actually can expand our knowledge base and understand the other side in a really healthy way. Like Lexi pointed out, even Lexi and I are, are consuming, uh, you know, bubble information as much as we 
wish we weren't. Her and I, because we have similar opinions, we're probably getting fed a lot of the same stuff. But we try really, really hard on this podcast to be open-minded and give all angles to every argument. And that's, again, why we think this topic is so important. I think the first thing I want to go over is what not to do. Right. When you're engaging with someone who doesn't believe in climate change. I think the worst thing you could do, like I said in a moment ago, is to get angry or like visibly annoyed or treat them like they're stupid or less than. And definitely, I think that one of the worst things you can do is just like start spitting facts at them because... Straight facts. Telling people... Well, just giving people a bunch of data and numbers that they don't understand or they're not... They, they didn't know is just going to make them feel you know stupid it feels condescending and it's honestly gonna make them hate you more Uh, yeah it can be very patronizing i speak from personal experience like lexi and i can both probably agree like that is just not the way to go um i can't even name how many times i've tried to use that tactic and it just makes people think i'm a pretentious little bitch no one wants to listen to a pretentious little bitch okay there's better ways to go about this agreed and recognizing that although sticking to the facts is typically best because this is not a topic of opinion Climate change is real. It is occurring. It is not a matter of belief, right? We're not talking about Santa Claus here. (laughs) People are also not always ready to receive information that challenges a belief that they hold. Oh my God, that's so important. Especially when this belief is so like deeply tied to their person. Um, as As we said at the beginning of this podcast, at the way beginning, season one, Being an environmentalist is a lifestyle choice. It's something that becomes deeply ingrained in you. Not believing in climate science follows the same logic. Yes, yes. It can be very upsetting to look at somebody and tell them like, hey, this this is real and the way that you're behaving, because this is what they hear. Hey, climate change is real. The way that you're behaving is bad and um, you're wrong. Yeah. And although that <laughs> that may not necessarily be untrue, it is not the best way for people to make good changes. So just it's OK if people are not ready to receive the information. And Ari is right. Sometimes spitting the statistics at them is not going to be the way to change their mind. Or make them feel heard. Exactly. And I think this is such an important point because, as you said, this is a lifestyle choice. And when you do that, you just kind of crumble everyone. Like, the the person you're talking to, you're crumbling everything they know. And you're kind of killing the vibe. You're killing the vibe. No one wants that. That would kill my vibe if someone tried to spit out a bunch of stats that, like, went against everything I knew or believed. Let's try another tactic. I think humility is a very important thing to remember here. Right. Calling people names is almost never a good thing to do right and you're going to ostracize the person that you're talking to if you begin belittling them or making them feel like they're not being heard because although like i said before climate change is not a matter of belief you can't yeah you can't say that it is or is not happening and we can just agree to disagree it is happening you cannot you cannot get around that fact However, people that are climate change deniers or skeptical about climate change, that is, they believe that it is an opinion. They don't believe that it is fact. Yes. So coming at them guns blazing with a you're wrong point of view is not going to make them feel like they can even be safe to have the conversation with you. To that point, you also need to make sure not to take 
their beliefs as personal attacks. Same as you would hope that they're not taking this conversation as a personal attack. It goes both ways. And I would say that most people, even those who deny climate science, are not set out with bad intentions. I agree. People aren't out there trying to be malicious. They're not set out to say, I want to watch the world burn, quite literally. They just typically are misguided or have put their trust in people that capitalize off of the ignorance, off of the lack of knowledge. Either that or they're they're too, like, threatened by the fact that their entire lifestyle would have to be more or less would have to change if they did believe in climate change, which that in itself to me holds the most water because I can really, I can resonate with that. I can, but I also feel like as we've talked about before, making changes to be in in favor of the environment is not as big of a task as people set out to make it. A task, no, but it can be really scary. It can be really scary to acknowledge like that the actions you've done every single day are contributing to something or the, the people you vote for are contributing to something so terrible that, you know, human life as we know it could end. That's a good point. You know, mass extinctions are coming, you know, these kinds of things. Like I can understand that daunting responsibility that someone might feel and they literally just don't even want to face that. So the the, other, the only choice, like there's no way this can be real. Like there's no way humans can be responsible for this. Like there's no way I can have any point in this. So am I saying that's the right approach? No, but I'm saying I understand why people can get in this mindset. Definitely. And deny something so horrible. Like, I mean, I want to deny a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pretend like anything I'm doing is contributing to a zombie apocalypse. If someone told me that something I was doing was contributing to a zombie apocalypse, I'd be like, "Fuck you, wrong." I mean, there's no such thing. And I am allowed to eat my cookies in peace and do my life as I wish. Nothing I do is contributing to the end of the world. I mean, anyone's first reaction would be that. Like, of course. Like, I. I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah, people people are allowed to do two things, right? They're allowed to make mistakes, first of all. Yes. If someone says something that is more of an oops comment, then that's a chance to like course correct. And it's really important to know when people are like just speaking freely freely and they like maybe say something that's incorrect and recognizing when someone is like full blown down the rabbit hole of just misinformation. Right. And you know what? We started Hotel Earth to help people not make mistakes and to make sure that we're not making mistakes. And this information is not always obvious. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. The second thing is that people are allowed to change their minds. I mean, think about the things that you once held a very strong belief about that you have since changed your mind on or completely forgotten about. I have a few in mind. Ari, would you like to share one? I can literally think of a quadrillion different times when I change my mind. For example, number one, if someone ever told me that, you know, five years ago, I'd be living in Italy, not being a big time scientist in the States, I'd be like, LOL, Q opinion, but you're stupid. Also too, I mean, there was a time, you know, when I was quite let's say ignorant to the whole climate change conversation uh, there was a point at both of our lives anyone who's an environmental an environmentalist hit a point where they realized like oh shit this is actually really serious and you have to make the choice to acknowledge that it's serious and do something about it within your capacity i can also think the same about 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 so many things even about how 
uh, I feel about about politics and things like we were we were both just talking about how in college we were pretty gung-ho like really really far left and not listening to anyone else's opinion whereas now I feel a lot more open-minded and open to conversation than I was a couple years ago and that is me changing my mind changing my mind from being so harsh about certain opinions to trying to be a little softer and understanding where people are coming from because at the end of the day like people are people they have opinions and I'm kind of curious why they have those opinions yeah I mean I used to be a climate change denier personally not any and not in the recent times but right like middle I remember distinctly in middle school and even parts of high school I thought that climate change um, that global warming was bullshit and that the earth just went through periods of warming up and cooling down, which is one of the myths we literally debunked in episode five. That's crazy. I actually didn't know that. But I uh-huh. I mean, it, Lexi is a, such a good example of how y- you you really can. You're allowed to change your mind with ample evidence. The fact is, this is this is fact. She's like she said, it's not Santa Claus we're talking about. We're talking about a very <laughs> real scientific phenomenon and your choice to deny it is yours but we just hope you'll listen and maybe be open to changing your mind if you hear something that challenges something that you think you know i think we've pretty much covered the things of what not to do yes Uh, everything i just listed by the way i've done in the past me too everything i just said don't do i have done and i'm just speaking from experience it's not effective and it makes people feel bad and a lot of times you end up losing the argument because the other person has their cool and you don't I'm just going to say it like that. A lot of the times you will lose those arguments or you'll just realize the other person's simply not listening to you and then you just wasted all your breath. Yep. Instead, the first thing I want to say is stay calm. Um, I know that with climate anxiety, it can be really hard to keep your cool in these situations. I'm quite hot-headed when people challenge this. So I am speaking, like I said, I'm speaking from experience. Lexi is speaking from experience, although she's much better at keeping her cool with these than I am. I have seen it. I lose my shit, though. Don't don't give me, don't give me too much credit. I lose my shit. Keep- <laughs> oh, I know in her head she's losing her shit. Like, on the outside, she's so collected. I'm, and I'm always just, like, admira- like um, admirizing. I'm admiring it because I'm just like, how is she so collected right now? Stay calm. Take a deep breath. When you hear something that you that you just know is fucking wrong. If someone gives you one of the zillion reasons we gave in episode five, for example, the Earth's climate has always been changing. My area is cold. I don't notice any differences. There's no consensus. Who cares if the planet gets warmer? I love summer. Plants need carbon dioxide. Climate change is a future problem. Whatever their reason may be. Pause. Inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth, take a deep breath and just try to stay calm. There's no point in having a reaction right away. Instead, you know, you, you got to protect your peace. Okay. And so instead of getting upset, here's what, here's what you can do. I think the first thing you should do after you take your breath and try and keep be chill is ask why they have that perspective. Inquire why the person you're speaking to has the POV that they do, even if you couldn't give a shit less about their POV. You know it's wrong, but just ask. Ask and seem interested in what they have to say. Personally, it's not bullshit when I say I'm interested in what they have to say. I want to hear what their possible reason is for denying such a very basic scientific phenomenon. But, and I, I will do it as nicely as I can in the future, 
but I am very curious. Why do you have this POV? And like, obviously your attitude is everything here. Don't be like, <laughs> okay, like, please tell me, why do you have the list fucking opinion? Please don't say it like that. Ariana, you know, shout out. Please, <laughs> please instead just be like, oh, okay. Like, um, you know, just act genuinely interested. Like, okay, why, why do you have this perspective? I'm curious, like, where did you hear that from? Like, genuinely ask where, cause I could be like, oh, I've never heard that. Like, why, where did you hear this from? It's actually really easy to do this. And it's a great way to spot if they have been following a misleading source. I have a personal example. I got a call from a family member and they were up in arms about this legislation that had just passed in New York. And as they told me more about it, I was like, wow, that actually is terrifying. I would hate if that happened to me. So I said, have you, like, where did you hear it? And they said, oh, I heard it on Facebook. And that was my first... Indicator. Not necessarily a red flag, but orange flag. And so while I was on the phone with this family member, I Googled it. And the first at least eight articles that popped up were talking about how that was a hoax. Like, what they had seen on Facebook was a blatant hoax. It wasn't real. And then it linked to the information that had been warped to fit this narrative. And so I, I brought it up to them and they were like, well, the person that posted it, I thought was a reliable source. And my my statement to anyone who is getting information from any source, ask yourself if that is a source that should be providing information on that topic. For instance, would you ask your butcher <laughs> for medical advice? Probably not. So why would we believe a reality personality over a specialist in that subject? Well, because it be it fits the narrative they want to believe. But I'm trying to think, like, if I heard, like, Ian Somerhalder, I don't know, someone, like, really fucking hot, someone I love, Trevor Noah. Murphy, you name it. Yeah, sure, him. And they were like, nah, climate change ain't real. Like, I heard this, this, and this. Naturally, I'm going to be like, where did they hear that from? I'm going to go search this. Like, is this real? Yeah. You idolize these people. Come on. It's it's this is how easy misinformation can spread. And I don't know who's sexually attracted to Donald Trump. I doubt it's a sexual thing. But that's why when Donald Trump's types of comments can be really dangerous because you follow these people, you trust these people and they say some bullshit that's like it's a hoax and that's that's where some it just spreads like wildfire. Being interested in a person's reasoning rather than going to immediate defense mode already like from the get-go sets you up for a much smoother conversation mm -hmm. i've noticed this in my own personal conversations too like if someone is genuinely interested in like my reasoning or like what i'm saying and just inquires just a little bit further i'm i'm thinking that this is going to be a, a much better conversation from the, like they're they're yeah. actually engaged they're not just you know they're not just trying to spit bullshit at me they're not just trying to make me feel like I'm stupid. They're actually they're trying to... They're not just to, trying to prove you wrong. Exactly. They're trying to talk, which is a skill, frankly, that a lot of people have lost in this age of, of um, you know, really advanced social media. We've become so controversial that instead of just listening to other people, we just... we just It's a battle and we just see who's going to win the argument rather than, like, actually trying to hear what the person is saying. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, just be interested in what they have to say. And as they explain why they think it's a hoax, if you can, politely point out where they may have some data or facts wrong, like Lexi did with the family member, and explain why. 
Yeah, it's very important. And Ari and I agree on this, that this conversation aspect should be done only if you feel comfortable doing so. Yeah. There is no shame on looking anything up on the fly as well. If you hear something and you're really, like I was, I wasn't sure if what they were telling me was real or bullshit, but there's no shame in looking it up to find that out together. Yeah, and you guys should both look it up because as we said, your algorithms are different. They're telling you different things. Look it up, check your sources, compare notes. There's nothing wrong with doing that at all. I mean, there's you don't have to always have things off the top of your head. We have phones, let's use them for something good. Yes. Remain humble. You know, no one likes to know it all. Again, RE, take notes. Like just remaining humble is so is so crucial in these conversations because yes, in this case, you may think you know it all. You may think this person is stupid and they're wrong, but just listen to what they have to say. They may have a point that could be quite interesting to you and even encourage you to do more research on your own. These conversations are always valuable. I've had a lot of these conversations, as I said, at when I when I was in college, when I was working at a country club and just with family members, I also have climate change denying family members and I've been engaged in many conversations with them. They've gone to the point, Lexi, I don't even know if you know this. One of my family members went got to the point where they tried to prove climate change or like sea level rise, that's what it was, was bullshit to me by melting an ice cube in a glass in a microwave. That's That was their big experiment to try and prove to me that that sea level rise was not real my family members have gone through quite extensive lengths to prove to me that this is a hoax okay you may get these types of people you may get someone force you to look at a microwave (laughs) as an ice cube melts in a glass of water and prove how it won't the water won't be displaced and that sea level isn't real sea level rise isn't real please if someone is going to do that to you remain calm And just use the Google machine if you don't know. But just so you do know, oceans and oceans are a very different chemical process than water in a glass in a microwave. So that's the first thing you could say, you know, without... Clarissa also give us an at-home project that you can do as a quick experiment to show people the effects of climate change and sea level rise? I think so, but I can't remember what it is. But everyone can go tune I can't either, that. but next time someone pulls that on one of our listeners, pull up the Coastal Conversation episode with Clarissa Pickett and you can go through and whip that one out on them and say, yeah. what about this? But I mean, people really will go through incredible lengths to prove to you that they're right. Fair point. Just like yeah. you would. I mean, Lexi and I are really passionate about this too. And we go through quite to quite incredible lengths to prove that this is, this is real because it like starting a small business for example <laughs> by by giving all of our time to something that is currently not monetizing it's okay one day because it's that's how important it is okay and um i listed these a moment ago we 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 did go over a few common hoaxes that people will say to you there's a bunch of hoaxes out there but the, the few common ones go listen to episode five climate change myths debunked and you will we literally go over all i think it's eight climate change myths that are most common and we debunk them with data and stats one by one so please listen to that if you need some more ammunition for your next conversation okay so let's say after all this after you've remained really humble after you've listened to their bullshit after you've tried to politely point out where they might have it wrong and where you guys have even done a little google searching together and you've pulled out more facts maybe they're still simply not listening to you 
and they're still being annoying and they're still arguing with you despite your humble and cool demeanor. This also happens, guys. This happens a lot more than I'd like to admit. This is the point that Lexi and I keep stressing. At some point, you need to learn when to let it the fuck go. <laughs> there are a hundred percent there are moments when you need to realize there's no point to this conversation and it's frustrating it sucks it sucks to be in that position because you just realized you couldn't influence or positively influence someone in the way that you thought you could it's really hard to swallow but it's you need to save your breath yep. some people aren't listening and it's a lot more common than we'd like to admit some people are just simply not listening to you some people aren't listening to the facts and people don't want to know the facts for some of the reasons we explained before whether it be religious beliefs, whether it be it's challenging their everyday life, whether it be they trust the celebrity endorsement over anything else, it doesn't matter. Some people are argumentative and they aren't listening to you. They just want to prove you wrong. Keep yourself safe and sane and don't listen to the people that are always just trying to play devil's advocate because there is no devil's advocate in the climate change conversation. <laughs> that was, anyways keep yourself safe keep yourself sane this is the most important thing because above all like take care of yourself like sometimes it's just not worth it god damn it like it's just not i uh, lexi and i have both had to let it go as frustrating as it is sometimes you have to be like you know what you have your opinion i have my facts thank you i will um i wish you the best i thank you for engaging in this conversation with me thank them for their time and move right along um, you just have to learn when to say, never mind, this wasn't worth it. It, 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 it happens and that's okay. It's not worth your breath if they're on, if they're super defensive and they're not open to a healthy debate. Um, you'll end up getting really, really angry and that just helps no one. So just learn to let it go, dude. And remember that your impact goes much farther beyond that asshole. So just do what you can elsewhere. If it's someone that you know and you feel like maybe... It's a person that seems to believe other sources are more credible than you are. I have some I have some very close people in my life that I can tell them that the sky is blue and they doubt me. But as soon as any Tom, Dick or Harry says it's blue, suddenly the sky is blue. So if that's the case, <laughs> please feel free to send them episode five, Climate Change Myths Debunked. I think that is a really good place for most people to start if they're skeptic, if they're in denial. And you know what? We are happy to be the ones to have the conversation with them and encourage them to reach out to us if they have any questions. I'm not I'm not guaranteeing that we both won't bite, but I will say for myself, I definitely won't bite. Lexi won't bite. I will probably do some damage. Not going to yeah. lie. Um, yeah. But I'm, tr I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Ari is very passionate she's very very passionate i, I am too we're just passionate in different ways we are different ways i'm a very spirited individual whereas lexi keeps the spirit internal for milo and i just give it all to everyone else milo is my spirit yeah. she, any kind <laughs> of spirit any kind of zoomies that i need to get out i just send them through milo but you know lastly as a, a, a just a reminder you are doing great listener Keep pushing forward. Remember that there is an entire community supporting you. You are not alone. Although we exist in these bubbles and these vacuums, this is not something where you have to be concerned about whether you are right or wrong in the conversation. Climate change is real. It is happening. We know that. And you know what? If if Uncle Bob is not keen on, on getting on the 
on the climate change sub you know chain uh, not change train if he's not yes thank you if, if uncle bob's not ready to get on the climate change acceptance train that's not your problem he it's okay will, he's missing out on a hell of a ride yeah. um he's gonna be left back in no man's land and we're all gonna be moving forward to bigger and brighter days but thank you lexi for saying that yes um just by tuning in to ep- to content like this is a huge stride and you should be very proud of yourself and yes. thank you for for listening for listening to this stuff and listening to us and like lexi said we are happy to engage with people that you feel uncomfortable to engage with I encourage them to reach out to us if they have any questions we love talking i'm the most talkative chatty <laughs> little bitch on the planet and i love engaging in conversation so bro send them my way yes word and do you want to know where you can send them if you want you or your climate denying friend family member dog can follow us on instagram at hotel earth podcast they can find us on tiktok at hotel earth pod or they can send us an email at hotelearthpodcast at gmail.com. That is correct. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe, follow, left nut, social security number, credit card, all the things. Please leave a review. I'm noticing we're getting more ratings, which is ex- so, so awesome. Thank you guys. But please, um, on Apple and all the, I think the other one that you can leave a review on is Amazon, Google, wherever you can leave a review, please do that. On Spotify, you can only rate and follow and things. We'll, we'll forgive you if you can't leave a review there because it's quite impossible. But please do that. It really helps people find us. And, you know, maybe that means the more people that find us, the less really annoying people that are denying climate change will be out there to argue with you. Yeah, the less of these conversations you all will have to have, hopefully. Exactly. But without further ado, climate change is real. And uh, ciao for now. Hasta la pizza. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>